Summer's almost over, but at Old Navy, the styles are as hot as ever. Get to Old Navy now for 30% off all jeans, 40% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right, get 30, 40, and 50% off all your favorite styles for the whole family, plus up to 75% off clearance. Hurry in fast. These deals won't last. The sale ends soon at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid in-store 822 to 828 and online 822 to 824. Excludes in-store clearance, bubbles, active, licensed, and men's package tees. I know, you know, we know why. I know, you know, we know why. You feeling my baseline, feeling my, feeling my baseline. You feeling my baseline, you feeling, you feeling my baseline. Good morning. Welcome into Salt Live. You are watching That Being Said with George and myself, Sammy Georgeur, or you're listening to it on pod. But welcome in. This is episode 468, and happy Friday. Um, let's get going. Uh, I'm your co-host, Sammy Georgeur. And I'm George Georgeur, and we're coming at you live and direct from the Salt Live studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Thank you for tuning in today. Whether it be on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube.com slash Sports. This episode is brought to you by Bookie. MyBookie.ag is the best place to go bet on all your favorite sports games or any game you have a hunch on. All you have to do is visit MyBookie, that's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G, and use promo code S-O-N-T when you make your first deposit, and they'll give you 100% cash back on your first deposit, so up to $1,000. So if you put $800, they'll give you $800 in free uh, cash to bet. So go visit MyBookie.ag today. And we'll give you our uh, NFL and college football picks here later on in the show, and you can use those, that free money to bet on. You could use my, uh, so far, four, six, and one bets of the year. But, you know, I think we both started off really bad last year. Oh, yeah, we did. Um, last year, I started pretty much this bad, too. I remember first week of last year, was one and five, or one and four. Uh, end of the year with a winning record, so it's all good. But four, six, and one so far this year. But you know what my problem has been? What's that? I've been leaning on Seattle too much, and guess what I'm probably going to do this week? You're going to probably lean into Seattle. Yep, that's probably what I'm going to be doing. But they're going to get that win. Uh, my bookie. Yeah, best place to bet. So go check that out. And it's Friday, so happy Friday. And happy Friday to you, too. Baker Mayfield uh, is the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns as of last night. And if he's well, not. You cannot call him the starting quarterback yet. He scored in a Hugh Jackson. I wasn't done yet. I said, and if he's not, Hugh Jackson should be fired. Uh what a game. Uh, I mean, we spent a solid half an hour going back and forth here. Me trying to say Cleveland's a better team. You trying to say, well, Tyrod Taylor's awful, so the Jets are a better team right now. Turns out we were both right. Yeah. Um, the Jets were the better team when Tyrod Taylor was the quarterback of the Browns. And then I turned right when Baker from Mayfield came into the game and ended up being the probably the best player on the field last night, at least. Um, and that's kind of just the simple way that it worked out yesterday. And Baker Mayfield... Helped Cleveland win for the first time in 635 days, I believe the number is now. Yeah, something like that. And, uh, you know, the good thing for the city of Cleveland, they finally got to open that free Bud Light that's been sitting there for at a bunch of different bars. It's a great promotion by Bud Light. <laughs> also, I liked, I saw the um, Cleveland Police Department put out a tweet. Congratulations to the Browns fans. Oh, shoot, the free beer. Everyone be safe. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They all had them locked up, right, those, those beers? Right, exactly. Um, he's got to be the starter now, though. Yeah, yeah, he's absolutely I mean, the starter now. It's uh, I just saw uh, Sean commented in. Uh, he said, you got to roll with Mayfield rolling forward now. And that's what like the, my first thought is, right, is you have to go with Mayfield. There's no option outside of Mayfield. And I think 
Um, obviously, we were talking about the press conference. Hugh Jackson said, oh, I got to watch the tape, la da 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 right? That was just the coach answer. That wasn't – I don't think he actually means literally like, oh, I haven't decided yet. And probably in his head, he's like, Baker's our guy. Absolutely. Um, and you could tell. You could tell the team, just the receivers. Remember, there was that one throw where Tyrod Taylor, near near the last couple throws he made, probably the last couple throws of his season. And remember when he threw it into the end zone about 30 yards Deeper than anyone there. And Jarvis Landry unbuckled his chin strap, right? And there's two ways of unbuckling your chin strap. There's the slow, normal way. And then the one where you rip them off really fast when you're pissed off. And I saw him do that right in the middle of the field. And I was like, okay, the receivers don't want to play with Tyrod Taylor anymore. And they might like him as a guy, respect him, you know, appreciate the work that he puts in. But you could just tell they were tired of balls coming from Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, I mean, I felt watching that game last night, you couldn't help but almost cringe on the way Tyrod Taylor was playing, the way the fans were booing him, the way his teammates were reacting to him, the way the sideline was reacting to him, the fans. I mean, the way it, it felt like every time he made a throw, the air was sucked out of that whole entire stadium. Uh, I, Tyrod Taylor seems like to be a really well liked human being. He is not a good quarterback. And. That was simply the case last night for me was at the end of the day when you were saying, I mean, when I made this bet, I bet on the Jets plus three. That was with the thinking of, oh, I'm going against Tyrod Taylor. I think he's garbage. So the first half that worked out, I probably should have took the Jets in the first half and realized how bad Tyrod Taylor was. And, you know, Baker Mayfield comes in the second half. I mean, I don't think Baker is get, Baker's whole season is not going to be like this. It's not going to be all smooth and throwing touchdowns and winning games. And he comes in. He, I mean, it was a perf- nice situation where the fans were going wild. He put some energy in the room. He's still a rookie quarterback. He's going to have his ups and downs. But he's the right guy. I mean, he's the future of the franchise. As I said yesterday, I don't think you can – a lot of people say you reached for him at number one when he could have been the sixth pick in the draft. That's not really a reach to me. If you want, go get your guy at number one, you go get your guy at number one and you don't wait. So I'm happy for Baker Mayfield. I'm, I'm absolutely rooting for for Baker Mayfield because he makes football exciting. Yeah, and people have graphic one for me. And then also, my thing is a couple things. One, the to me, I I thought it was clear he was the number one guy quarterback wise in this draft. I feel like the other quarterbacks, anyways, um, they were all pretty even from Baker all the way to to Allen to Rose and mm-hmm. to uh, excluding Lamar Jackson. All the first round guys I thought were pretty damn even, right? right? I mean, I didn't see something from Donald that I would be like, oh, you're dumb for taking Mayfield at one. But I thought Baker was the best guy for a couple reasons, which was walk on at Texas Tech, mm-hmm. proved his way up to be the starter, then walked on to Oklahoma, uh, to Oklahoma one of the best football programs in yeah. the nation with Bob Stoops at the time, walked on, worked his way to starter, won a Heisman, and then – Went from a guy that was projected to be like a second, third round pick to the number one pick in the draft. And even if he wasn't number one, he was projected somewhere in that first 10. I felt like that told me everything I needed to know about Baker Mayfield. Right. Just that he has this, he has kind of that it factor. And I think that's something we saw yesterday. Whether or not, you know, we're not going to, we don't talk technicalities on, oh, like his arm speed was exactly a little like, oh, like, yeah, we're, 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 we're not, we're not, we don't watch tape. <laughs> yeah, but. I'll tell you this. We we could tell you the ball looked good coming out of his hands. It looked good getting to receivers. It was accurate like we known he was his whole college career. And he just looked like that guy. And I just feel like he has that it factor. 
in it's I agree obviously it's his rookie year he's gonna have his ups and downs right. but I think we saw yesterday that he's a guy that's really gonna be an NFL quarterback mm-hmm. because he has some of that it factor he has the confidence I mean for your first drive in the NFL I don't give a crap if it's against another rookie quarterback the Jets are a defensive team that and they have a decent defense it's yes. not great it's decent and it's your first drive down 14 nothing at home for a team that hasn't won in six over 600 days i don't care if that's to some people that might sound like a good situation because you're at home and you're against the jets but all i hear is things that are making you underdogs which is you're at home for a franchise that just booed the quarterback that was playing that hasn't won in 365 days right you're the rookie quarterback number one number one pick so you have all the weight on your shoulders it's not actually an easy you're not the third round pick um, like down 14 nothing. There was just everything was kind of actually more on his back, I felt felt like, rather than when some people try to say, oh, perfect situation. I thought I think it's a horrible situation to be in where you're down 14 nothing. Well, I mean, before the game yesterday, I said if you bring in Baker Mayfield during the game. Bad time. That's a bad time because he's no prep and he's coming in. Like, you want to give a guy, you know, all the starter reps th- throughout the week. Yeah, you want to give him the opportunity to play with the first team. You want him to come in with the mindset that I'm actually starting tonight, not just thrown in there, especially down in a hole. 14 nothing. So, no, like I know a lot of people say, yeah, it's a perfect situation at home. I, I completely agree with you. This is not the ideal situation to come in for your first action of your whole entire career. Yeah, and he's not LeBron James. He's not, you know, he's not Tom Brady yet. Uh, we right. get that. But one thing I do say is, that was impressive as hell. For Baker Mayfield, the guy that a lot of people doubt, I feel like it's a half and half, actually. A lot of people either really doubt him or really, really support him. He did what he's done his whole entire football career. He's been an underdog, showed up, and made a big difference. And I just feel like if you're Hugh Jackson, just the way you watched that game last night, there's no way you watched it on the sideline and you think that Tyrod should even sniff the starting job anymore. And that doesn't mean I get it. Tyrod might be more ready to be a quarterback for the rest of the season, right? Baker's going to have, like you said, like last night, Sam Darnold looked pretty bad, but that doesn't mean he's going to be bad. He just looked bad because he's a rookie. And Baker Mayfield will have those games, but you can't tell me if you're Hugh Jackson that there's another option at this point, right? There's zero other options. I mean, I was telling Sammy last night, who's the worst starting quarterback in the NFL minus rookies who are, you know, like developing right now? Like Josh Allen doesn't count. Yeah, Josh Allen doesn't count because he's a rookie. Who's the worst starting quarterback in the NFL than Tyrod Taylor? I don't believe there is one. Uh, this year so far, maybe the only other guy could be Sam Bradford, but overall Sam Bradford is a better quarterback yeah. than Tyrod Taylor. Um, outside of that, sheesh. He's not an uh, average NFL quarterback. Hmm? He's not an average NFL quarterback, Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, I mean, but if you look I, at his statistics, he's almost like a Marcus Mariota. Right. Um, is there any other options here? Marcus Mariota, Sam Bradford. I'm talking about this year at least so far. Right, Sam, right. But those two guys are both better than Tyrod Taylor long-term and short-term. Um, wow. Is there anyone else? That's it. Tyrod Taylor, Marcus Mariota. Sam Bradford. Um I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. Because in a lot of these young guys, like whether it's Nick Foles or Carson Wentz, they're both fine in Philadelphia. You got Eli Manning. Long term, yeah, obviously. But right now, Eli Manning's pretty bad. Yeah, but I wouldn't say he's worse than Tyrod Taylor. Statistically. Do you think the Browns, the Giants, like 
would rather have Tyrod than, than Eli if like anonymously. If if we're if we're talking about if we take away like past the, Eli, yeah, it would be a it actually it'd be a discussion. We could discuss it, like okay, he's more mobile. Maybe he'll get out and maybe he has a little stronger maybe. arm right now to get it to Odell. Yeah, because as of right now. We're talking about a guy in Eli who is pretty Yeah, bad. I mean, at the end of the day, whatever you want to put him, he's in bottom five quarterback in the NFL is Tyrod Taylor. Minus the rookies. Minus the rookies, yes. Because like, he was just as bad as Sam Darnold was last night. But right, Sam right. Sam Darnold is a rookie, a rookie and Tyrod's developing. And same with, like you said, Josh Allen in Buffalo. He's a rookie. When Josh Rosen finally gets a starting spot in Arizona, same thing, rookie developing uh he, really he might be better than baker mayfield down this whole season if they played 16 games maybe i actually think baker would be better but once again rookie developing so that, that's our thoughts on that uh i only have like one or two more things i want to say about baker mayfield and that is simply one i think they would have won one of those first two games if they had him not right not because he's you know he's not a superstar yet mm-hmm. i just think from what i just saw he has that it factor. I mean, you look at his numbers. What do you have yesterday? 17 for 23 in 201. Remember those three awful drop passes by the Browns? Too? Yeah, they had one that hit uh, Landry right in the chest. The Callaway one yep. right in the pocket. And there was one more that was over the middle that somebody dropped. So he was almost like 80% accuracy. And he's known for his accuracy. Right. And he caught a two-point conversion. He was mobile in the pocket. There's that play where he dropped back and threw that... Uh, Threw it to the right sideline, like he, the tiptoe. He can catch the ball. <laughs> yeah, he caught a two-point conversion, which is pretty cool. He just looked like a good quarterback. I just think he could have made the same amount of plays as Tyrod Taylor in those first two games, but maybe added an extra spark here or there, and you could see it in the team. No, absolutely, they they, they were they, happy. They liked the guy. Last question I got about this Browns team is: next week, if he starts, do you think they'll beat the Raiders, or do you think it's a Raider it's at Oakland? It's going to be a close game. It's going to be a close game. It's a little hard on the road for, the, for your first career start. Uh, I Actually, all depends really on how Oakland plays this week, to be honest. I mean, I, I hate being that guy, but if they're 0-3, I'm like, there's no way they go 0-4, <laughs> you know? It's like one of those things. But, hey, if they yeah, win that game, you know, uh, Cleveland, they, let's say the, it's very possible the Steelers lose to the Buccaneers this week, and Cleveland might be ahead of the Steelers after uh, three weeks into the season. That's pretty cool. There were some people that ridiculously picked him to make the playoffs, and you never know. I mean, at this point, they're actually in a decent spot, one, one, and one in the division, which is decent yeah. spot. They're not going to make the playoffs, but it's uh, when you watch this team with Baker, you can see some potential of why they're really they're really talented. It's just there's going to be those ups and downs. Defense Absolutely. is good, good receivers. Carlos Hyde looked phenomenal last night. Um, the O line looked awful until Baker came in, which right. was kind of a which is kind of I guess Tyrod's fault. Maybe he was just not holding the. I, I don't know. Who knows? He's, yeah, he's not making the team, the, the team feel the right way. Feel the right way, exactly. Let's get through some comments, and it. then uh, we got some today in sports topics. We'll jam through them really quick because we missed them all yesterday, like a five minute span, and then we'll get to our NFL bets, college bets, and we'll go through the rest of the games for the weekend. Sounds good to me. Um, Darren said, "What is up? What's going on, y'all? What's How you living?" On? Uh, Sammy Michael said, hurry up and start. Got to get my sports picks for the day. The one and only Salt Live. Oh, shout out. Shout out, shout out. Um, Sean, after he said you got to roll with Mayfield, said, Browns are going to be the 2023 Super Bowl champs. Book it. 2023. That's possible. Uh, that's very possible. You know, uh, that's one thing about this Browns team is they do have a very good – if Baker Mayfield does end up being good, they have so many pieces that they do have actual long-term success 
like plans. Yes. Compared to what the Browns have had for the last twenty years. (laughs) Sammy Michael said, What do you guys think the Browns should do with Tyrod Taylor? He's an average starter. Or the best backup in the league. Remember if they're Kicker wasn't garbage. They would have had one win one tie heading into week three. So he ain't that bad. And that's one thing that I, I do agree with, though, is we over-exaggerated a little bit because whatever he does, he is a good game manager. And that's why the last, last two weeks weren't blown wins. But he is probably one of the best backups in the NFL. I do agree with that. He could be a good back, great backup. Um, I say you keep him because Baker Mayfield's a rookie. You never And he's a small-bodied guy. You yeah. never know what happens. Exactly. I mean, he's not... Um He's the type of guy you can have on your bench, and if something, if you need a spot start, it's perfect. And not just a spot start. You need a veteran behind a rookie quarterbacks. I think their other guy is mm-hmm. uh, a young quarterback. Yeah, is true. Ho- the guy from uh, Hog- USC, Hogan. Hogan. Yeah, there it is. Hogan, I was going to say. Hogan. So keep Tyrock. He's a good vet, and you could just tell they have a good camp. I mean, one thing I loved about Baker last night is after the crowd was saying, we want Baker, Tyrod threw for a first down, and he did a very aggressive fist pump and started screaming on the sideline. Like, I mean, I think, excitement. I, I think the Jets did a fist bump, too, after that first down because of how— <laughs> Dude, good work. Dude, good work. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's been really <laughs> tough for you. Uh, Sam Michael said, maybe a return to Buffalo and mentor Josh Allen. I don't. They they don't want him there. No, they they, they were so happy to get rid of him. <laughs> Robert Crater said by default. I don't know what's by default. Like worse by default. Like there's no. not. I mean, let's just say Tyrod is the worst quarterback in the NFL. Starting quarterback. There's not really any like god awful starting quarterbacks in the NFL. He's not god awful. I mean, right now, I guess another guy, but he's also second year, not a rookie. Yeah. Would be like a Mitch Trubisky. They yeah. like run the game the way they have to run it. They can't make any spectacular plays they can also maybe make some plays on their feet if they need to once in a while that's kind of a good example that's a good example. right yeah, very these, good. and none of these guys are awful that i mentioned mariota is not awful there's no awful quarterbacks in that 10 NFL. years ago mariota would have been a top 20 quarterback right. in the nfl but there was a lot of teams that didn't have quarterbacks exactly. um darian said mayfield brought a spark to that browns offense they believe in baker 100 percent. you literally there was this difference like the Browns don't believe in Tyrod. Right. And I think I heard Colin Coward say something this morning while I was driving on the radio. And he said, when Baker Mayfield came in, you could just see the energy. Like, for example, he's like Jarvis Landry. He might like Tyrod Taylor as a guy, right. respect him, but he's on a four-year contract. He knows past this next six months, his quarterback for the next four years in Cleveland is Baker Mayfield. Absolutely. So you're going to have that extra fire. Mike Scrata, Scrata said hello. What up, what up? And Sam Michael said, stop hating on Tyrod. Let's remember Buffalo and Cleveland. He's honestly never had an honest, real chance to succeed. Can't we all agree on that? Tyrod never had a great chance to succeed. Uh, no, he's had multiple chances to succeed, Sammy. I mean, he did get the starting job for multiple years in Buffalo. Multiple years. And he's never really – it's just not that good. I, I don't think that's what he means. But I think what he means, uh, not a chance to succeed, is like – he was on Buffalo and Cleveland, and I can I can it feel play, that it was a playoff defense last year. I mean, he had a chance to succeed. Okay, so last year compared to this year's team, that they kept most of their pieces on defense. Actually, sure. I don't, I don't, name a person they lost on defense outside of who just retired at halftime. I'm pretty sure they kept everybody on defense. Yeah, they sure. went from a team that that made the playoffs, kind of by the chances of how yeah. the AFC worked, to a team that's lost by like sixty the first two games. So I mean. He was playing for Buffalo and now for Cleveland, but guess what? Baker Mayfield's been in for one game in Cleveland and came in and won. Right, so exactly. You never know. Um, all right, George, you ready for some today in sports topics that we didn't get to yesterday that we're gonna just power through here? Sure. All right, Mark Cuban, 
10 million donations to women organizations. Um, we all remember those pieces that came out where they called it a real life animal house at the Dallas Mavericks facility. Obviously, there was a lot of bad things going on there. What I was reading is stuff like pornography being played when women came into offices and forcing them to watch it and people trying to kiss women, which is it just sounds kind of insane. Right. Right. Um, like it's hard to validate all this stuff. Like I agree. There's probably some bad things going on. I mean, he kind of validated it. He uh, said uh, this definitely was going on from what I'm hearing. Yeah. From what he heard. But I mean, I don't know how, look, I bet you there were some bad apples and that organization was scared to report the, these bad apples, but I'm just wondering at the same time. Okay. Like you said, Oh, there's pornography playing at the office. They sat down and made them forced to watch it. Like how is like, I just think there's sometimes, it's great what he's doing. Don't get me wrong. And he should donate. And there are problems. But sometimes I feel like maybe, there's no way that actually happened to that extent. I disagree because a lot of the people that did it came out and got fired and admitted to a lot of these problems. That was part of the why this is such a big deal. And he had to donate $10 million. I mean, I, I, I'm all on board with that theory when we talk about like, oh, it's 55 years later and there's a this guy harassed me. Right. Okay, it's been 55 years. Like now that you're famous but that's not what was happening here there was reports that were being thrown away and not filed at dallas and it all ended up coming out and those people that did do these things ended up some of them most of them got fired because a lot of people came out and admitted to this like inconsistent behavior and so for me if you just sit down and read this story it's not one of those like falsified like how the hell did that happen now it could be uh exemplified to another level like you said like yeah, that's all i'm saying yeah. but i from when you read these reports a lot of them sound real um my question really i'm not trying to like you know question the validity of either side here um a lot of people are saying mark cuban should have to hit a heftier fine for this um i did see Stephen a smith yesterday say that he thinks mark cuban should, should be suspended for half a season um, I've seen other people say he should lost, lose the team. I strongly disagree with the lose the team part. That's ridiculous. Right. But the half a year suspension, and when I at first I was like, that's stupid. Why would he? But I, I was listening in, and okay, we all act like there's only one side to basketball, right? Which is right. the basketball team. But there's a way more important thing too, which is like the community and the, the basically the community, the business the side, not even and the, community. the community. I mean, they, they represent Dallas Mavericks. They're not just called the Mavericks Basketball Club. It, well, but the the point that I was making with the the business side is there's more employees in the front offices than there are actually on the basketball right, of team. Course. So that's even business, bigger business to handle than the product on court. And if something bad, bad's happening with your product inside the building. Right. And like you said, it represents the city. It represents the people, it represents the team. You're representing it as the owner. It is something that is a big deal. Right. And maybe like you said, maybe, be, maybe the NBA read through the reports or like, some of these seem falsified and that's why they didn't suspend them. Yeah, I mean, or maybe some of them wasn't as valid as people try to make it sound, but uh, he should hold a pretty big responsibility for this happening inside his organization. I don't care if it was in a small way, in a big way. I mean, like if we run an organization, we're going to make sure that that doesn't happen in any way, hopefully. Yes, absolutely. Um, space jam Two, LeBron James. It looks like it is coming out. We didn't talk about it yesterday, but, uh, it looks like Space Jam 2 is going to be coming out with the actor or the director, sorry, from Black Panther as the producer. Very cool. Which is pretty cool. Um, I'm excited. I, the sequels usually disappoint. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't like. 
I wouldn't even really call it a sequel. Do you know what I mean? But Michael Jordan might make an appearance. So I hear Michael kinda... Jordan's definitely ma- and Michael Jordan will definitely make an appearance because Michael Jordan will use anything to take some <laughs> uh, space Jam. This might. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll be in it. Yeah. Who who would you like to see in the movie along with him? Because I have like two or three ideas in my head. If there's two or three specific people that I want to see as some of the side roles in the, in the movie. Um, definitely Kevin Durant is one. That's I. That's one I don't want to see. I feel like Kevin Durant's such a like a lanky, awkward man. So Ste- good. Steph Curry. Yeah, I want to see him in there. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, because they had Muggsy Bogues in the old one. Oh, that's so nice. Isaiah Thomas would be a good one, and you know, kind of be like. It'll be fun for Isaiah. Maybe he can re- resurrect his career and not pass the ball on that team too. Um, uh, let me think of another one. I mean, mine were Steph Curry and Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin's a, a actor. You know, like yeah, he's done the ESPYS. He's done like he's had that LA vibe. Blake Griffin's gonna be one of them. I'm almost certain, and he's part of Jordan Brand. And he's done like some of like the, he had like a Bugs Bunny commercial kind of thing. Chris Paul will probably be instead of Muggsy instead of Isaiah Thomas. He'll be the Muggsy Bogues character. He could be yeah. Uh, James Harden could be an interesting one because of his look. Yeah, the good beard. for camera. Um, you you always have to consider any of LeBron's friends, Dwayne Wade, Carmelo Anthony, could be possibilities right. in this. But uh, and then probably like Kevin Love because they need like one white guy, right? Yeah, and then definitely not Kyrie. Definitely not Kyrie. I saw that Kyrie would be interested because Uncle Drew he's been yeah. in movies, but LeBron's like, you yeah, know, no, no, no. Uh, well, I saw something that it was Levar Ball will be in it. Actually, maybe. No, now that you say that, I was gonna say they're not gonna let that scam happen. But then I was thinking about it. They're probably like, he's gonna approach Warner Bros. and LeBron's company about it, and it's probably gonna be a conversation that, damn, the yeah. numbers we can get if you're in this movie. I mean, he'll probably be like, yeah, I'm like better than John Travolta. But he'll be in it as like the coach. Oh God, that's what's gonna happen. I feel it. That's great. Um, the golf digest story is one of them that I was talking about, but that's a little longer. Maybe we should save it for like a. For a Monday? No, let's give it, is uh, it, is it long? No, no, it's not very. Oh, let's do it. Okay, I'll make it real quick. There was a guy. Uh, you can probably pull out, pull up his name while I tell you about it. His name is Valentino Dixon. Valentino Dixon. There you go. Uh, he was in jail for life, serving life because he supposedly or uh, allegedly murdered someone. While in jail, he was allegedly um, <laughs> mur- um, drawing a lot and painting, and he was a really good painter. So the jail warden actually approached him and gave him a picture of Augusta. You know the golf club, the golf course, and he asked him if he can draw it for him or paint it for him, and he did. So he fell in love with the golf course pictures. So he started doing more and more, and somehow Golf Digest got a hold of a lot of these pictures, and what they were like, oh wow, I wonder why he's in jail. So they looked and they're like, oh, murder charge, life in jail, but there was not much to it. There was not much evidence. So they re uh, visited the case, re looked it up. They found him to be innocent, and he got out of jail. That's pretty remarkable, to be honest, because it's like it all took his artwork. It's like artwork saved his life. Right. Like because he likes drawing golf drawings, it and, and saved his life. you got to look up these pictures. I mean, they're just, they're beautiful. So they're very cartoonish, but like they're like not the bad kind of cartoon. Right. They're like the cartoonish that like has these certain colors and like shadows that are phenomenal. Um, I'm not an artist. So I don't know how to explain it, but they're just the colors amazing yeah and uh i love it's a great story because i've been for some reason seeing a lot of stories recently on uh on all types of just like on youtube on newspaper articles whatever right that are talking about people that 
had the second chance and somebody relooked mm-hmm. into their investigations and they ended up being innocent and they're in jail for like 25 years. Yeah, he was and in jail for 27 years. It makes me think like, so what? Once you're in jail, did you stop worrying about if it's real or not? Well, the problem is, and this is just more of a societal problem than anything else. So, I mean, I don't want to get like too deep into this because we got a lot of football to talk about, but we'll make it quick is a lot of these guys come from the inner cities. They don't have a real lawyer. They don't have money for real representation. They just get a public attorney. And, the public and that's what he had, right? And that's what he had. So once Golf Digest is able to actually hire a real attorney with real money and pay him well, the guy looks way more into the case than a public defender would. Yeah, that makes sense. And I'm glad they did. This is beautiful artwork, and I'm so happy for Valentino Dixon. because yeah, It's pretty cool. It's a pretty, it's a pretty amazing story. If you have, yeah, honestly, if you're watching live, if you're listening on the podcast, if you didn't just, if you didn't, I've never seen these pictures, look up Valentino, as you think you'd spell it, Dixon, D-I-X-O-N, the way, you the way you'd assume, um, and check out his his golf drawings and it's a pretty awesome story. Uh, golf Digest has a quick story on it too. If you just want to read it quickly, a um, couple things, two more things, three more things actually. Sorry, and then we'll All get right. into football. Uh, Markel Fultz, new jumper. It's pretty awesome. I feel bad for him because he did this whole players' tribute thing, talking about how he's like, I don't understand why everyone thinks I'm a I'm a bust. He's like, I'm the number one pick. And he's like. I, it's not that I forgot how to shoot. He was like, I, I tried to explain to people I had a genuine shoulder injury. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I do find this funny because like everybody did say it is shoulder injury. And then everybody kind of just kept throwing that under the rug and was like, he forgot how to shoot. Can't shoot. And he was like, yeah, obviously my shot's broken because I have a shoulder injury. But he's so like, I can't shoot with a bad yeah. shoulder. But he said, everybody, nobody's listening to that. And I actually kind of found that interesting because even me, he went to UW. Obviously we root for him. Right. Yeah. Um, Every time somebody be like, oh, he has a shoulder injury. I was like, yeah, man, but this guy has the yips. He can't shoot anymore. But it's like, why don't we consider his injury? It's like saying I can't jump because I just tore my ACL. Because like, that's what we need to do. Like, it would not be as interesting if I'm like, yeah, he has a shoulder injury. be back next year. Way more interesting. The guy has lost all his confidence. He sucks now. He'll never make it. That's number one way pick more, bust. If but, he comes back next year, it's the biggest story ever. Yeah, so it's, this is way more interesting. So one more thing is the Steven Jackson just spilled coffee on my white sweater. Steven Jackson. Jackson spilled coffee on your sweater? No, Huh. Steven Jackson, comma. <laughs> um, Steven Jackson made this little video for Andrew Wiggins' brother and Andrew Wiggins, and I thought it was pretty hilarious, and it they're was. still beefing about it. He was on TV talking about it yesterday and stuff. Andrew Wiggins' brother, Nick Wiggins, um, tweeted out, hallelujah, when Jimmy Butler news came out that he requested a trade, which we'll kind of get to that second part here in a second. Jimmy Butler's probably not getting traded, it sounds like. Or probably will, but, but Minnesota's like, going to make it as hard as possible. Yeah, they don't want to trade him. Um his brother, Andrew Wiggins' brother, tweeted out hallelujah. And, of course, Jimmy Butler made a little video 20 minutes later running up a hill, came in and said hallelujah. And then Steven Jackson, this is really funny. Steven Jackson made this video. Um, it was like, yo, if I was Andrew Wiggins, I would tell my brother, nah, man, stop doing that. And he's going to be like, why, bro? Why should I not say that? And he said, because Jimmy Butler has heart. He has, he's the heart of our team. He's like, I ain't got no heart. He's talking as if he's Andrew Wiggins. I ain't got no heart. He's all our heart. So unless you can find me some heart, he's like, don't say that about Jimmy. Like, he's all the heart, and I ain't got no heart. Obviously, it's a little fucked up, right? Right. But I kind of agree. I mean, Andrew Wiggins is one of the most disappointing, like, lifeless players I've seen. I've never seen Andrew Wiggins for a moment, like, for number one pick especially, where I'm like, damn, like, he has that in his game. 
he's a little athletic and kind of shoot and can kind of pass, kind of drive, kind of drive. I've never seen something where I'm like, damn, he's going to be an all-star. Yeah, I mean, this story to me is I mean, it's funny, it's cool, but at the end of the day, this is Steven Jackson is out of NBA, retired versus Andrew Wiggins' brother. <laughs> so, to me, like, it's funny. Well, now it's against Andrew Wiggins. Well, Andrew, Andrew Wiggins is talking now. Uh, Andrew Wiggins talking now, good. If I was Andrew Wiggins, I'd ignore everyone and just go play basketball. He, uh, he, Andrew Wiggins responds saying, keep that same energy. Yeah, cool. So he's uh he's trying to show them off this week. All right, we'll move on. George doesn't want to talk about this. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's it's like this stuff to me. This is, is a, this is a keep it moving topic. All right, I like Jalen Jacoby. Keep it moving. Aaron Rodgers, his knee. First of all, he said uh, he's concerned about it, which I thought was a weird thing for him to kind of say. Yeah, it was after a weird. week two, he, week one, he was like never going to be a problem. Um, but then he kind of talked about the hits. The more important thing, I just wanted to mention Rodgers' knee, but the hits. He was saying that they need to fix this hit hit rule, which I thought was really cool for a quarterback to come out and say that these rules are kind of dumb. Right. And I know it's because of the Clay Matthews hit probably, but even him as a quarterback kind of knows it's really stupid to call a penalty if somebody lands on top of you because how else are you supposed to tackle? So I really respect Aaron Rodgers for coming out and saying this rule is not good, even though it's a rule that protects him and makes his job easier every single day. I like that he comes out and says, all right, this rule is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it is a ridiculous rule for the most part. Um, but at the end What's of the, the other day, part? Well, I mean, it's, it's good to pre- for the most part. Like, it's good to protect your quarterback but to a certain extent. So that's why I say for the most part. Um, at the end of the day, though, the Packers and their fans are complaining about stuff that's probably going to help them at some point this season. <laughs> because, yes, I know they might have not lost the game, but tied the game because of uh, – that call on Clay Matthews. But later on in the season, I bet you there's this questionable call that happens on Aaron Rodgers that ends up going the Packers away. Well, I was thinking about it in a different way, even when you said something that's going to help them. It reduces hits on Aaron Rodgers. That helps them in general. Yeah, that helps them in general, too. He's injury-prone right now. He's had a couple bad injuries. So there's nothing more you could ask for as a Packers fan than more rules that equal less hitting Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. So, that's a good point. That's what's going to help him more than anything. Because you never know. There might not be a call in a critical moment, but we do know that it's going to keep him healthier. True. true. Very true. Um, all right. What do you want to do? College football picks first? Or you want to go through? Do you want to do college football picks? Because we're not going to talk about every college football game, and then we'll get to our NFL picks and all the NFL games. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm going to give out my five college football picks real quick here. I'm not going to give you much information on any of them, and then we'll talk about whatever big games you want to talk about in college football. Move to the NFL. So I'll do a longer video today explaining my college football picks. But for those who don't tune into our videos and only listen to the podcast or the show, my five college football picks are FAU plus 13.5 at Central Florida. That's tonight. Purdue plus 7 versus Boston College. Miami minus 26.5 versus FIU. Missouri plus 14.5 versus Georgia. And Vanderbilt plus 2.5 versus South Carolina. So do you have any picks? And then whatever you want to. I have two picks. All right. I got the same one as you, the FAU plus 13.5 at UCF. I just think FAU is a good football team, and I think it's getting too big of a number because of the loss to Oklahoma, but mm-hmm. like that's not their level that they're supposed to be at. Right. And I think UCF's been a team that's been regularly overranked. They're 16th right now because they're 2-0, and but they're the type of team that also is more on the Florida Atlantic level right. than at the Oklahoma level as well. Absolutely. And so I think 13.5, I would have loved it at 14 more. But I just think with Lane Kiffin, Scott Frost being gone from UCF is really going to keep them, keep it a close game. And I just think UCF's a little overblown at 
at that number. I mean, they beat South Carolina State. What is that? South Carolina State in in UConn. Okay, and they're cool. 16th in the nation. Well, at least FAU had to go play against Oklahoma. And, they, yeah, they got killed, but they won their next two games. Yeah, and Scott Frost is no longer the head coach at UCF. So I think FAU now has a coaching advantage with, with Lane Kiffin. You not hear me just say that 10 seconds ago? No, I wasn't listening. I was, no, sorry, I was pulling out the schedule. <laughs> so he clearly wasn't listening. I was like, a non-Scott Frost UCF against Florida Atlantic. They got the coaching advantage. You're like, I, all right, I apologize. let me tell you about a coaching advantage. I apologize. I was pulling up the schedule. Speaking of Scott Frost, the other game that I have on mine is Nebraska plus 17.5, which now moved up to 18.5, um, at Michigan. Right. Michigan is good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to make this bet to to hate on Michigan. Um, Michigan's 19th in the country, sure, whatever. But they've seemingly, uh, the last couple of years, in big games, not played as well. And this is a game that Nebraska kind of needs. They're 0-2, which is kind of an embarrassment with Scott Frost. They lost to Colorado and Troy, right? But both games were within five points. But they lost both games by five points. Um, and they do have the guys. Like They might not have the, the guys' guys, like, SEC players yet or actual Big Ten players, but they do have some guys at Nebraska. Of course, and I just think they they're always will. Yeah, and I think they're going to keep this game close because Scott Frost needs this. Michigan's just – it sucks, but, like, a big year again, I feel like the playoff hopes are done kind of early. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean no, – They're they 19th in the nation. Their playoff – If they run the table, their playoff hopes. I don't think they will run the table. You can't say their playoff hopes are gone. They're they're pretty slim compared to yes they're very slim like I'm sure if there was a percentage thing the playoff ninety five percent not making the playoffs not making the yeah playoffs. and there's yeah. what they're nineteen in the nation there's probably eighteen teams ahead of them right now that have better chances right right so right. you said it's done I, I said say done. practically yeah. done the playoff hopes have dwindled from a fifty percent chance to a two percent right. chance in two weeks three weeks so I just think it's a situation where. This is a type of game where Nebraska can come into Michigan and play well all game. Not win, but keep it a 10- to 14-point game. Absolutely. So that's why it's my second pick. All right. Um, what I want to also say here is there's just a couple games on the schedule. There's only two top 25 matchups this week that are actually within playing each other. Texas A&M at Alabama, Alabama minus 26. I feel like with this game, Sammy, you can set. There's, they don't even know what number to set on Alabama anymore. They could win this game by 55, or it could be like a 21 point game. Yeah, I have no idea. They're gonna win, but I, I believe, uh, like we said, we I don't want to spend too much time on Alabama because there's one game I actually want to talk about a little more. But um, they're just really good, and like I said the other day, I think everyone's playing for second place. Yeah, I mean they're they're. I have nothing to say about this. I think yeah. they're going to win by like 30. Yeah, same here. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's fun. It's a ranked game. Yeah, it's so. a fun game. It takes yeah. A&M is a fun place. I was at Tuscaloosa, right? No, yeah, it's an yeah, Alabama. So, they're going to yeah, kill them. they're going to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only other game that is top 25 teams facing off each other, and the game that's actually very intriguing is Stanford at Oregon. There's one more interesting game, but I'll tell you in a second. Okay. Well, st- um, yeah, we'll talk about this one first. Stanford versus Oregon. Stanford's two-and-a-half-point favorites at Oregon. This is really the t- – like the winner – there's three t- teams – in my opinion, in the Pac-12 North, sorry, Wazoo Cougar fans, that can win the Pac-12 North, the Stanford Cardinal, the Oregon Ducks, and the Washington Huskies. This game is going to probably show which one is going to be cl- – I mean, look, if Oregon wins this game, they probably jump into the top ten. Yeah, my – I like – And with Justin Herbert, who's a great quarterback. I really wanted to take Stanford minus two and a half, it says right now. I don't know if that's at two and a half or three, but yeah. – 
at the same time, like, I haven't really been able to watch Justin Herbert much. I know he's like, a lot of people are talking about him as now like a number one pick in the right. draft. Um, and we all know what Oregon is. But here's the thing new coach for Oregon. Quarterback is this is just a whole new situation. And, and even though he's great, this is the biggest game of his career. So yeah, I mean, I've never watched him on a national televised ranked game. I don't think. No, I watched him last year, but they weren't ranked. I said nationally televised. Yeah. rank game. Right, I haven't watched him on a nationally televised rank game. This is an ABC five o'clock game against Stanford, which could be at them in Washington, two biggest lines, defensive and offensively, right. against a fast tempo type of Oregon team. So I think it's going to be really interesting. But if I had to lean any way, I'd probably take Stanford by a point or two. Yeah, um, that's how I lean too. But like I said, if Oregon wins this game, all of a sudden they're 4-0. I think they're a top-10 team. I think they – the Pac-12 North, literally, in my opinion, if, especially if Oregon wins this game, has three teams that are anywhere from the sixth-best team to the 15th-best team in the country, Stanford, Oregon, UW. And, but Stanford already had a big win, correct? To the, the USC. Uh, it's not that big now. But they play Notre Dame the next week. My thing is, whatever helps UW, because let's say – Oregon beats Stanford, but then Stanford goes beats Notre Dame. Now we have two teams that are probably in the top 15, along with UW, right. which will help UW's chances of eventually making the Right, playoffs. but one of these teams, I mean, one of these teams runs the table because Stanford, if they, if Stanford wins every game here on out and only loses to Notre Dame, they can make the playoff. That's what's really unfortunate is, well, no, but they'd be, let's say UW wins out too. Is it by record or Pac-12 record? Pac-12 record. So if they're both, if Stanford beats UW, though, we'll be fine. UW beat Stanford. Yeah, but so we'll be fine. fine. There's one other game I wanted to talk about, right, which, which was TCU Texas. Oh, I was wrong about which one. Which one would you think of? Wazoo USC today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean USC's. I think I actually think Wazoo's going to win that. Me game. too. So USC's not that good. TCU Texas. I know Texas isn't ranked, but they just did beat USC, and they're supposed to be on this come up, and it's in Austin against TCU. They're, Texas is back. That's what they say, right? That's what they say. Um, but Texas against TCU, they're both 2-1. and one. They both haven't played a Big 12 game, so this is the first of the year. Yep. And it's, it's number 16 TCU, or number 17, I think it is, against Texas. In Texas, though. This is a big game for Texas. And TCU is only agree. a three-point favorite. Um, but it's in Austin. It's another Texas team. This is big for recruiting for the future now because TCU has kind of been the dominant team in Texas. Right. Who's been better than TCU in Texas? Baylor's been down for the last couple of years. Right. So has Texas. Texas has been down. Houston's been all right. But they're yeah, kind of down now, too. They're not in a, in a major conference. You're right. TCU's yeah. been the king in Texas for the last few years. Yeah, and that's not what... That's not okay for the Longhorns. So I find this to be an interesting game. As long as they're not expected to win. But I hope they make this a close game. It's a one thirty game, kind of a weird time on Fox, which is good. It'd be something to watch. And uh, I, I'm just excited to see it because I would like to see Texas kind of take back some of the yeah. crown in Texas. Yeah, I, I completely agree. That's, yeah, that's a good game, it's right? It's a great game. Yeah. Um, that's all I got for college. Nice catch. Part. Yeah, nice catch. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and then go dogs. And go dogs. yeah. Um, all right, let's do this. All right, this is something really cool here on uh, Periscope. So I'm on my Periscope, right? And someone gave me, instead of a heart, it was a football. I don't know how they did it. Uh, there's probably a button on there right now because it's football season. Maybe that was really cool. Mobile. I was like, football's coming out. <laughs> I was like, whoa, football. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. All right, cool. Um, so It's a little thing, Sammy. It's a little thing. We've got... NFL. What, what, what should we do here? Should we go game by game or give our picks first, then go game by game? I, I say we go game by game, but let's not. Here's the way I think we should do it today. Let's go game by game quick. Don't even give me much about the game. And then when we go through our picks, we can talk a little more about the games we actually want to talk to about. But I let's like just that. go game by game. Who wins the game? Who wins the game? Do you want me to give you the spreads or no? 
No, no. Just, this is just who wins the right. game. We'll get our spreads later. This is going to be – this is the blazing speed round, super speed. What it, what, what's that? Speedy Sam? Speedy who's Sam, it? sure. What, no, what's uh, who's that race car driver? It's like a Sam. I don't know. This is, uh, is going to be the speed round of who we got in every game. Quick picks, even if they're wrong. Don't take these as my picks because I'm just going to say the answer mm. quickly. Colts at Eagles. I got the Colts. I got the Eagles. I'm talking about winning the game, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, I got the Eagles. Bengals at Panthers. I got the Panthers. I got the Bengals. Saints at Falcons. I got the Falcons. I got the Falcons as well. Broncos at Ravens. I got the Ravens. I got the Ravens also. <laughs> Giants at Texans. I got the Giants. I'm going to go with the Giants as well. Oakland at Miami. I got Miami. I'm going to go with Oakland in this one. All right. I, I think. Uh, Green Bay at Redskins. Redskins. I think Aaron Rodgers is playing. And if he's playing, it's it's donezo. I'm going Packers. Uh, Buffalo Bills at Vikings. Okay. Vikings. <laughs> I don't have to answer. San Francisco at Kansas City. Kansas City. Agreed. Chargers at Rams. The Ram- LA's. Rams. I'm going to go with the Rams as well. All right. The Bears at Cardinals. The Bears. Um. I feel like the Cardinals have to win a game at some point, but I'm going to go with the Bears. Cowboys at Seahawks. Cowboys. Seahawks. That's an easy one. This is a very easy pick. The Seahawks are going to win. They're not going to go 0-3. No, no. Patriots at Lions. Patriots. I'm going to go with the Patriots. And uh, Monday we'll talk about Sunday night. All right. All right. So a lot of good games here. Um, let's go with each of our bets for the week. Um, let's just go... Let's go uh, one for one for one for one for one, just like back and forth. Okay. First one, uh, I'll let you go first. I have the New York Giants Mm -hmm. plus six and a half at Houston. All right. And you know what? If we have the same bet, I'll just say I join you. Yeah, obviously. We don't have to talk about it twice. twice. Yeah, I join you on this one. I got the Giants plus six and a half at Houston. So my thing is uh, last night I didn't have them because for some reason I was like, man, I can't believe they're only three-point underdogs. Like it's kind of low, and we found out obviously it's not three. I found out. You knew. Um, six and a half. I just think the Giants have to win a game, and this Houston team is so disappointing. Right. I feel. I feel like with this Houston team, they have e- either the worst or second worst offensive line. I like betting against bad offensive lines, hence why I don't think the Seahawks are going to win this week as well. I don't like betting on. I like betting against bad offensive lines, and Houston has a bad offensive line. That's why I'm betting on the Giants plus six and a half. There's too many points versus a bad offensive line because even if Houston's winning the game, they can't run out the clock with that offensive line. Mine, nothing to do with the offensive line. It's more about the Giants in general. The Giants have to win a game. They have a great running back. They have a great receiver, and they have a decent quarterback to help them win. And then on the Texans' end, forget the offensive line for a second. Deshaun Watson, regardless of the offensive line, is not 100% yet. Like, you can tell he's not – well, he might be 100% at his knee, but it takes time to get back into football shape and playing the right way. They have no run game, regardless of the O-line. They have no run game. And I just don't – I think – the the Giants' defense is actually pretty decent. They have a lot of good pieces all around. I think they'll be able to stop uh, the Texans in general in the pass game and in the run game. Uh, and I just think it's it's going to be a pretty simple win by the Giants. I think they I think they need a win, and I think they know that, and they're going to get it. And because they're not they're too I think they're too talented to go zero and three in my fair, opinion. Fair enough. My next game I got is the LA Chargers plus seven and a half at Rams. I'm joining you. 
This is scary. It's this bad is... when we say we're going on fuck. I mean, that's usually a good thing, actually, when we all agree. Yeah. Well, that be, last time we've all agreed, we usually win. Do we? Yeah. All right. Um, one of us is usually right, so that's a good point. Uh, I think they're gonna lose the Chargers, but it's a LA versus LA game. I think Philip Rivers is gonna show up in big fashion, which he does a lot of the times in these type of games. I feel like when it's a big game, I always, I always feel like Philip Rivers just slinging the ball, and I I just think they'll keep it within seven. Is my thing. The seven and a half is really nice because I think I could see him losing easily by three to seven points. I mean, I think we both took this because of that half extra half a point. Yeah, it gives us that little cushion there. And like, yeah, like you said, Philip Rivers can sling the ball. Um, I know the Rams have a great defense, but you got you got to remember the Chargers. In my power ring, is I have them at number six, and this was they lost a game to a Chiefs team who's absolutely amazing so far this season. Doesn't downgrade the them. They're, they shouldn't be seven and a half, right? I mean, I, if they were playing the Chargers at the Rams at the Chargers. The spread, I, in my opinion, should be Chargers by one, maybe, you know, which would give me, you know, six points. This should be like a five point, four point spread, not a seven and a half. I feel like we're getting an extra field goal here. And the Chargers still have a great front seven. They still have a gr- great weapons, and they still have Phillip Rivers. They got a lot of injuries. They do have a lot of injuries. That's I, mean, I don't think Bosa's playing, so the front seven is not that great right now. They still they still have a decent front seven though in general. I mean they're losing one of their best player maybe on the front seven, but overall they have a good front seven. Yeah, well, they the Rams might be the best team in football. Yes, but they played no tough games at Raiders first game of John Gruden, and the Raiders aren't that bad. But Derek Carr, whatever was going on game one, it looks bad. Looked awful, like absolutely awful. And then they beat the Cardinals. Okay. Nothing tough. This is their first tough game, which that doesn't mean I think they're going to lose, but. They're going Chargers, Vikings, Seahawks, Broncos. Now we're going to really see the test of the Rams. Right. And I think this is a kind of game where it could kind of be a trap. Like we played two easy games to start the year. It's not going to be a loss, but it's going to be one of those situations where I think the, the Chargers can come in and punch them in the mouth to start the game. Fair enough. Um, I think you're going opposite of me on this one. I have Seahawks plus one against Dallas. No, I'm not taking this back. Okay. Um, the reason I have Seahawks plus one is pretty simple. I've taken them every week and I'm going to take them until they win. And number two, I just think this is at home as underdogs. Most of the time, we're going to take the Seahawks. We are over-exaggerating everything with the Seahawks. The Seahawks have lost two games that were one drive away from winning, right? Mm -hmm. Against the two best pass rushers in the NFL. And Khalil Mack, who could be... I saw Peter King talking about this yesterday. He said he could be Lawrence Taylor. He's like, he could be the greatest pass rusher of all time. And we just don't like to say it. He uses as a LeBron Jordan reference, right? Peter King's an NFL guy. You know who Peter King is. Yeah, if of course. Somebody else doesn't, whatever. But he was like, it's like everybody says, there can't be another Jordan. He's like, well, if you watch LeBron, it's pretty damn close. And it's like, people say, there can't be the next Lawrence Taylor. And he's like, well, Khalil Mack is pretty damn close. Like, whether you like it or not, it's, it's, it's kind of that level. We had to face him and Von Miller in the first two weeks with a bad offensive line. This week, we might get DJ Fluker back. We might have a better offensive line. Our two best defenders, or actually two of our three best defenders were out last week. And all in general, our our team is going to come back piece by piece. And I just see the Seahawks winning this game in a very slight fashion because I don't trust Dak. And I think the home crowd, it's like an 0-2 deficit. I think this is the type of game that Russell Wilson, which he almost did in the first two games, comes out and wills us to a win. Yeah, uh, here's some of the reasons I think that the Seahawks are once again going to be very disappointed with this with this game. Uh, first of all, the Cowboys' defense this year is for real. They're coming came into the season ranked top ten in 
ranking in their pass rush. Last game, last game they held their opponents to 13 points in the Giants with way better weapons in the Seahawks. Yeah, have. the Giants they, have been just they, lighting teams up this year. They have. You just said this year. They, they do, have, but they've they been have, playing bad. Okay, they have Odell Beckham Jr., Saquon Barkley. But anyway, my point is, this is why I disagree with this bet. Um, the Panthers, who are a good team, held them to 16 points. Chris Richard, the Seahawks' former defensive coordinator, is their defensive assistant. He knows this team very well. And lastly, they held Saquon Barkley to 28 rushing yards. You know who week. else knows Chris Richard? Chris Richard, whatever you say. Chris Richard. Richard. You know who else knows him? Who? The Seahawks were yeah, playing against true. him. So they also know his schemes. So that's a. I honestly see that also just as much of an advantage for the Seahawks as well because they know how to go against his advantages as well. So it kind of balances out. I always feel like that's a little overrated thing where it's like, oh, this person knows them. Well, the opposite side of the ball knows them their, too. Sco- their yeah. schemes too. Yeah, I just, um, I just, I'm worried about the Seahawks. My thing is quarterback versus quarterback, I would take Russell Wilson by a mile. Um, the receiving core with Doug Baldwin's back, Seahawks have the better end. Out, I mean, defensively, it, from Earl Thomas to Bobby Wagner, we our defense might be totally fine if KJ Wright and Wagner come back to be almost the exact same as this Cowboys defense right now. The Cowboys haven't had to play any crazy games yet. I feel like they've played two teams that are off to slow starts too. I mean, the Panthers, you said, they're also have not. They've been a little disappointing on offense as well in both games they played. So. I'm not too concerned. we got to remember this is in Seattle, and they're down 0-2. Seattle, you, you want to talk about good defenses? They played the Broncos and, and uh, the Bears, yep, and, and, and they and, barely and, lost. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it took one bad throw by Russell Wilson and some unlucky calls in the first game for the Seahawks to lose on the road. So I just think at home it makes a huge difference. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll guess we'll see during the game. Uh, my next one's Colts plus seven at Eagles. Yeah, I have that one too. Yep, um, Colts plus seven. Uh, look, this is a return of Andrew. Andrew Luck is back. Carson Wentz is coming back. I think Carson Wentz coming off an ACL injury is going to be a little rusty the first game. That's why I'm taking the Colts. That's really that's really why. Yeah. The Eagles overall are a better team than the Colts. But I feel like it's hard. Your first game back is always a little rusty. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Andrew – I wouldn't say Andrew Luck is back yet because he's also going to be rusty no, just I mean, like just Carson. Like, I mean, I just meant like he's back. Oh, okay. Well, he's back. Yeah, like, like <laughs> yeah. literally he's back. Yeah, that's, like, that's what I meant. Yeah, like literally he is back, and, which is better than whatever their other options are at quarterback. Yeah. Um, but he's still rusty, but he's had those two games that we've seen him fight off some rust. While Carson Wentz, like you said, is going to be on the first game of fighting off rest, which is never easy. Um, they're, the only worry I have is they're coming off kind of a disappointing loss because whatever you think of Tampa Bay, it is kind of a disappointing loss. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see with Carson Wentz, I think they're making the quarterback change too early this season. I do too. I don't think he might be quite ready from what we've seen. Yeah, I think it's a panic move because they lost to the Bucks. Yeah. So that's where I can see this kind of – being disappointing, I could easily see them winning this game, but it's not going to be a big win, which would be somewhere in the three to six range, I think. And anyways, the Colts would cover. Yep. Um, my, you're next. I have one last one, which is I think you're against it. I Cincinnati versus two, Carolina. We have two left, right? I have one. Okay. I have Cincinnati plus three at Carolina. I got the complete opposite. <laughs> so yeah, then you should be done, shouldn't you? No. I have, I oh, you didn't more. take against me on Dallas. Um, yeah. You have the opposite. I, I beg to differ. I think this Carolina's. Carolina's offense has been shockingly, shockingly disappointing, I feel like. Have they? I mean, they scored 16 against the Giants, right? The Cowboys. Cowboys. Was it against the Cowboys or was it 
13. It was 16 against the Cowboys in a win. And Look they, at Cam Newton's numbers. And then they also played, I will in a second, and they also scored a pretty well amount of points against the Falcons the other game. They, 24 points against a good Falcons defense. Their offense has been disappointing to me. I mean, like, you can look up the numbers that you want, but I'm just telling you what I see. I think they've been kind of disappointing. Cam Newton has Newton went 32 for 45, 300. Okay, do you want me to talk? Hey, go ahead. No, I know, but you're no, t- you told me. Wait, wait, no, you asked me. I think their offense has been disappointing for what they're supposed I, to be. I'm just, you said, look up Cam Newton's numbers for me, and I I am. didn't say that. I said, look up <laughs> their numbers, their games. I don't think they've been scoring points the way they could, and I think McCaffrey can't run the ball. He's only been catching. And I just don't think – I think against this Cincinnati defense, who I think is one of the best defenses in the NFL, I think it's going to be tough for them to score. And I actually think the Bengals are actually a very good team. I think they got good running back. They have a decent O-line. The quarterback's not bad, not good. He's actually kind of underrated at this point. He was overrated in the beginning of his career. Now, now he's, he's underrated. A underrated yes. And they have a good receiving core. I just think the Bengals are a better football team right now than the Panthers. Um, what is this? It's a plus three, right? Yeah. So you're telling me if they're at home, it'd be a pick them, right? No. No, six. It'd, be, it'd be minus six? Yeah. No, because you put six points. So this, it'd be minus three. And then another three. There's three on this side and three on the other no, side. No, if it was at Cincinnati, what would it be? It would be Cincinnati minus three. They're saying these teams are even. Because you got three for Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, okay. That's, uh, see, I feel like that's kind of wrong, too. But I think Car- – yeah, I do. I think it's very wrong. Carolina is a better team than Cincinnati, in my opinion. What have they done that's better so far? They've played two games so far. They won against – they beat the Cowboys, who obviously look good on the next week. And then they also went to uh, Atlanta and played a really tough game where they barely lost. So that's what, how I think. What makes them better, I'm saying, than Cincinnati right now, though? Uh, this is how I feel. I feel like they're a better team. No, but you want to hit me with all these like numbers and stuff. I'm asking you, what makes them better? What makes them better? Yeah, I, I honestly like who's defensively better. Se- they have a better front seven. They have a better offensive line. They have a better quarterback, and I think they have a better head coach. That's how I feel. Now you can tell me that how you feel, but it's just the Bengals' offense put up 34 against the Ravens first and foremost, cool. which was which is more impressive than anything the Panthers have done this year. They beat the Colts and Andrew Luck's comeback, which I love. And Andy Dalton just – I mean, the Ravens, we all want to talk about the Ravens being one of the best teams in, in football, right? I know you love the Ravens. The Bengals the Bengals dominated that football game. Yes. I know, I'm, I'm not saying – like, I'm – look, that's your opinion. Cincinnati's better. That's why you're on that side of the – on this bet. I think Carolina's better. We're going to find out on Sunday. Well, we could find out. If it was well, like I mean, a one-point game, we don't yeah, really we know who's better because then it'd be like, oh, well, it's in Carolina. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we should. If, if it ends up the exact spread, if it's, a, if it's a push, then we don't really know who's that much better because it's going to be maybe, pretty even. Maybe another even team. Yeah. You know, so um, yeah, it's just I feel Carolina is slightly better, so that's why I think the three points is a little too low. That's why I'm taking Carolina minus three. I still trust Cam Newton in some of these games sometimes. I trust Cam Newton when it's a game at home. <laughs> yeah. We'll find out, I guess. Um Meta World Bryce said uh, Rams for sure. He said shout out to my guy Sammy, and so did Bim Smeaves. I don't know who these people are, but um, much love. Uh, if you got any comments on Facebook, is my yeah. question. Uh, John Tuffa says, "Do you remember Brian Sipe? I just looked him up. He's a quarterback for the Cincinnati Cleveland Browns. Really? Yeah. I want to know more about him." And Rex said, "Baker, Baker, Baker." I know Rex is probably a big Baker guy. Oh, I can see that. Um, Let's go through your picks one more time from, uh, I, from I, NFL. I still got one more. Oh, what is it? Uh, Atlanta minus three versus New Orleans. Yeah, I took that one away. I've been thinking about it. New Orleans needs to get a, 
I feel like New Orleans. I don't know. I just feel like their offense is is so good, and it's been kind of like a weird start for them. Right. And I, there's something about Matt Ryan this year that I don't like. Yeah, I mean, just tell you why I take this bet really quickly. I think Atlanta is a little bit better team than New Orleans. I had a lot of trouble with the spreads this, this year, Sammy, uh, this week. So I had to find five of them, and I had to find a fifth. This is my least favorite of the five, by the way. And the thing with the Atlanta minus three, I think they're slightly better. If you told me this line was three and a half or four, I feel like I'm getting one free point. That's it. I don't think – honestly, my five bets, I feel really good about the other four. I had to find a fifth bet because I gave up my, you know, my five a week. This is my least confident one. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting game, to be honest. I just It's actually a pretty big game. Like, well, you look at the – just look at the Saints so far this year. They barely beat the Browns right by right. three. But it turns out the Browns aren't bad. Like I've been saying this all year. Like I know they're one, one, and one, but they're not bad right. at all. Obviously, they tied with the Steelers, lost to the Saints by three, then beat the Jets. Right. Like they're a pretty decent football team. All right. Like they're, yeah, they're a decent, right. yeah, decent. five hundred type of uh, football team. Um, they're literally like sort of five hundred. What would this be? Five hundred. One, yeah. one, one. Yeah, they're five hundred because the um, doesn't count towards your win. Yeah, so they're five hundred football team right now. And then the Saints lost to the Bucks, giving up forty-eight points. With the mm-hmm. Bucks. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're good, but they kind of are. Right. They beat we'll the Eagles. Find out Monday, the Bucks have beat the Eagles and the Saints. I don't know what else you got to do to be considered good, but I know all of us are still like, eh. Right? Yeah. Like, they're kind of hard to read. So, I don't know. The Falcons are going to be an interesting team, too. Uh, they've, I don't know. They lost to the Eagles, who lost to the Bucks. No, no. It, it, it can be very interesting, to say the least. Yeah, I'm confused about this whole division, to be honest. Yeah, and last but not least, uh, if you like our bets and you want to, you know, place bets, you can visit my bookie. That's m y b o o k i e dot a g, and use promo code s o n t at check uh, at your first deposit, and you'll receive one hundred percent cash back. That's the only place to bet. Why go to a shady bookie or someone like that and make a phone call and have to go have trouble collecting the money? Or even worse, if you don't pay, they might, you know, come and break your knees. Like you might as well just go to my bookie, put money in, bet the legit way. Well, better pay because you can't bet if you don't pay on this one. So. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and not if you like our bets, go to my bookie. Even if you hate our bets, go bet against them. So <laughs> yeah, go. Feel free. Right, if don't. you like our bets, go to my bookie. Go. If you hate my bets, also go to my bookie and, and bet against and me. bet against me and donate money to them because my bets are going to win. Eh, you never know. I'm supposed we, to say that. I can't be out here and be like, yeah, you never know if my bets are no, going to win. No, you can. You can say it. it's been a rough start. No, I'm going to say I'm confident in my bets. I did my homework. I'm confident in my bets. All right. I'm just saying it's been a rough start. You're acting like it. It's okay. I think it's it's more admirable to admit when somebody goes through a rough start. I said, rather I've, than I've already said that. I write, I write about it every week. I've never I'm been wrong, wrong, so I write about follow my bets. Week. It's been a rough start, but I'm very happy with this week's slate. That's all I got for today. What do you got? You got anything else? I got nothing else. Episode 468. Uh, we'll be back Sunday night after Sunday Night Football, whatever that game is. What's the Sunday night game? Uh, Sunday Night's uh, Patriots-Lions. Patriots-Lions. That'd be exciting. Uh, We'll be back after Patriots-Lions on Sunday for episode 469. Nicely. (laughs) I like that. Uh, I hope everybody has a beautiful Friday and a beautiful weekend. We're doing it for 69. For 69. I love it. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, at Sports. And you can find us at SontShop.com for your merch, SontSports.com. And like George says, go to my bookie and use promo code SONT to get your winnings on. Uh, George? What's up, man? They can also find our podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud, oh, at SontSports. 
And you know what else, George? What this up? is Sports on Tap, and this is Sports Radio. Redefined. Of course, the Lexus Golden Opportunity sales event is about exceptional offers, but it's also about the luxury of versatility and the freedom of a summer day coming together for you at the perfect moment. Lease the 2019 NX300 all-wheel drive for $369 a month for 36 months with $29.99 to a signing. Experience amazing at your Washington area Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer valid in the Lexus Eastern area only and in September 3rd, 2019. Summer's almost over, but at Old Navy, the styles are as hot as ever. Get to Old Navy now for 30% off all jeans, 40% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right, get 30, 40, and 50% off all your favorite styles for the whole family, plus up to 75% off clearance. Hurry in fast. These deals won't last. The sale ends soon at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid in-store 822 to 828 and online 822 to 824. Excludes in-store clearance, bubbles, active, licensed, and men's package tees. 